Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the WOKV Spotlight on 104.5 WOKV. It's 809. I'm Rich Jones. Donald Trump and 18 allies indicted in Georgia over efforts to overturn his 2020 election loss in the state. To accomplish the illegal goal of allowing Donald J. Trump to seize the presidential term of office. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis announcing other defendants include former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Trump's personal attorney Rudy Giuliani. Our political and legal analyst Rick Mullaney, the Shercliffe Executive Director at the JU Public Policy Institute, is here to uh, provide a little bit more analysis on, first, the legal implications. This is a 97-page indictment, Rick. I don't know if you've poured through every single page, but as we look at it, it's 41 felony counts. It does, and 13 of those counts are directed at Donald Trump, 19 defendants. Uh, Fannie Willis has indicated she wants to try this with, within six months, which is fairly ambitious. She also has all 19 defendants in the same trial, also ambitious. What is somewhat different here, of course, uh, Rich, is the racketeering charge, which carries a minimum sentence of five years in prison and allows her to allege allegations and to go into allegations that go beyond Fulton County into Georgia and around the country. A very significant, sprawling indictment of 19 different people with multiple counts and 13 of them directed the former president. What kind of evidence is going to be crucial in finding Willis's efforts to prove the case ultimately? Well, some of this is going to be the documents. She's pointing to a number of falsified documents in the case. There will, of course, be the famous phone call. There were a couple of calls from Donald Trump himself to the Secretary of State in Georgia, one in particular relating to the finding of 11,700 votes. His argument will be, Donald Trump, is that in the bigger context, he said there was widespread fraud, over 400,000 votes, and all he needed was 11,700. The other side to this, the allegation will be that he was asking them to literally create or to fabricate 11,700 votes so that he could win. And so some of this will be documents. Some of this will be phone calls. Some of this will be from fake electors who signed some documents. Uh, 75 witnesses appeared before the grand jury, so you can expect the trial to take a, a, a bit of time, especially with 19 defendants, 19 defense lawyers, and a number of different witnesses. And what are the uh, the, the defense uh, arguments, if you will, and evidence that they may ultimately show as uh, this case uh, ultimately proceeds going forward, however it looks, uh, whether or not it ultimately reaches a trial? Well, the first argument you're going to hear is a political argument, and you're already hearing it, and that is that this was politically motivated. And that the federal charges, it's the weaponization um, of the Department of Justice. For the state charges, such as New York and in Georgia, where Donald Trump faces indictments, it's going to believe that this is partisan, this is political, that the prosecutor here waited two and a half years. This investigation started two and a half years ago, and they're doing it now so that they can bring this to trial right in the middle of primary season. So that will be a political argument. On the legal argument, he will make some arguments along the lines that every person and every elected official has a right to contest an election, and he was contesting it. They also have First Amendment rights, and he has a right to say that this was that there was fraud. He has a right to pursue that, and he has a right to have phone calls in, in, in an effort to correct what he perceived was an injustice. So expect that. So expect the defense to advance on a political front, 
but also on a legal and factual front. We're speaking with political and legal analyst Rick Mullaney with the JU Public Policy Institute, a lawyer and a political analyst as well. And along the political line, Senator Rick Scott, for example, saying August 9th, we learn about $20 million in foreign payments to the Bidens. August 14th, far left prosecutors indict former President Trump. Obviously, this is in the state of Georgia, but there are a whole lot of political arguments being made about conspiracy by Democrats and state attorneys and district attorneys attorneys in order to do this. Ultimately, what's going to be the winning argument politically in this? Well, the political argument here is a challenging one. For Donald Trump, these political arguments will serve him well in the primary. Uh, and But those political arguments are going to be, create a challenge for his opponents in the Republican primary. Next week is the first debate, and it creates a challenge. Some of those candidates, for example, Chris Christie, will go right at Donald Trump and will be very critical of him. Others will talk about this as a political prosecution. Others, like Governor DeSantis, may stake out a more middle ground. But if your question is what's the political winning argument, you have the primary argument in which Donald Trump still is the front runner, and despite four indictments, remains the front runner and is the likely Republican nominee. But the shift to the general election could be a whole new ballgame, and that could be very, very different. For Donald Trump, uh, Rich, this is problematic, not just politically, but in terms of resources, it's going to take tens of millions of dollars. In terms of time, it's instead of campaigning, he's had to defend these cases. And also the practical timing of the trials that are scheduled from January, February, May, early of 2024. We'll have to see how that works. But on the Republican side, clearly Many Republicans believe that there's two standards of justice and that Hunter Biden has benefited under the one standard and that Donald Trump is being victimized under the other standard. Rick, this is the fourth indictment of Donald Trump this year. It's an absolutely unprecedented political and legal situation. Uh, Rich, that's putting it mildly. Uh, to say that it's unprecedented or unchartered uh, doesn't go doesn't hardly capture it. We have truly never seen anything like this in the history of the country. These are uncharted waters. We hopefully, hopefully we have the strength and the institutions to withstand this test to the system. But on the legal front in 2024, you're going to see these four indictments playing out. On the political front, you're going to see the primary starting in Iowa in January and play through the spring of 2024. And of course, it's all capped off next November with the general election. We've never seen anything like it. WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney, the Shercliffe Executive Director at the JU Public Policy Institute. Always value the insight and analysis.